The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Fry the Coop has five great chicken sandwiches, Nashville hot chicken, spicy honey butter chicken, chicken and cheese, Chicago hot chicken, and a donut fried chicken sandwich. It's Fry the Coop. And now, the Black and Abdallah podcast. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSH. HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. We might as well have this argument on the air, Abdallah. Right, time for the show. Black and Abdallah, weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're talking Bears football with you tonight at 312-332-3776. The Bears are back at work at Hallis Hall today. Matt Eberflus spoke to the media. Tyson Bajan spoke to the media. And we'll have a lot of Bears conversation to get to throughout the next two hours. Abdallah, what we kind of want to start with today is this idea that Tyson Bajan was really good against the Raiders, but he didn't push the football down the field. It's something we talked about the last few nights here on the show. And, and wondering if he can be successful like that without pushing the football down the field, or is that something we're going to have to see early against the Chargers? Trying uh, something that's deep, trying uh, to spread uh, the defense out a little bit to allow Tyson Bajan to have success, or will a team like the Chargers know that Bajan wants the ball out of his hand really quickly and kind of put like a, a cover two shell type of thing up against the Bears' offense and limit what they're doing down the field and really make Tyson Bajit be perfect to even get the football into the red zone, into the end zone, and kind of proceed offensively like that. I think, I think that's the angle I want to go with to start here because Tyson Bajit was good against the Raiders, although he didn't really throw down the field. In fact, what was it? We talked about it on Monday night with TJ Edwards. He threw one pass past 15 yards down yeah. the field. Everything else was with 10 yards to the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. I believe I counted 11 passes behind the line of scrimmage. That's not going to work week to week in the NFL. He's going to have to push the football down the football field to be successful on offense. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends, right? Like, that's it's an easy cop-out, but it kind of depends on the flow of the game. I mean, you know, going into digging into the numbers about what this Chargers team is – They've struggled recently. They're 29th in defensive DVOA, and Justin Herbert broke his finger in the third quarter against the Raiders a few weeks ago in week four. And since then, he's only had 653 passing yards total, the fewest he's had in any three-game span of his career. His completion percentage is fourth worst among quarterbacks in their past three starts, and he, they can't run the ball. So it's not his throwing hand, but if you look at like how he's handing the ball off and everything the way, it's clearly affecting him even though it's not his throwing hand. Now, they face the Bears who have, by the metric, they've, the defense isn't playing well, but they're not great against the pass. So is Herbert looking at this Bears defense and saying, hey, you know what, Like we can get right against this Bears defense because they're, not, they're great against the run. We struggle against the run as the Chargers, but... We can pass. We've got great wide receivers. We've got great weapons. Justin Herbert's a top 10 quarterback. Like, you can throw on the Bears, and I wonder if they have success. The reason the Bears were able to, were able to stick with that game plan is because they went up early on the Raiders. Like, that game, you know, if uh, looking at the box score, they scored early. You know, they scored 
in that game, they were able to put up numbers early. They went up 14 to nothing early in that game in the second quarter. And then at that point, it was 14 to three at halftime. And you could just kind of run the same kind of game plan. And the way your defense was playing, the Raiders were never really a threat to this team. What just did something just fall over there? Yeah, something. Then keep, keep on talking. You're no, good. I like to know what fell. What happened? Something fall over there? picture there was oh, a, a picture, picture over here yeah. a picture fell okay pictures are falling our pets heads are falling off don't worry about it everything's good everything picture of uh tom thayer oh tom thayer picture yeah. this is a good picture there's a picture that was left in the studio thayer and bortz yeah it's a good picture yeah. all right it was uh it was attached to the glass it's over here. Right here you can't see picture. it on the twitch camera but is that it a young just carmen defalco of the glass is that a young carmen defalco in there uh no that's uh spanky that's spanky yeah a little spanky well okay <laughs> For everyone on t- watching on I Twitch. I don't know who that is. That's I don't know. Fell. It's just a picture I was in the studio. Back right. to your thoughts. So I, he might need to push the ball down the field if they can't execute the same game plan that is successful against the Raiders, against the Chargers, right? Like, if they take an early lead and they get out to a 14-3 to lead, a 14 nothing lead like they had against the Raiders, you just stick with the game plan. I kind of find it hard to believe that the Chargers won't be able to score against this Bears defense, but they've been playing really well. And Herbert's numbers dictate in the last three games since he broke his finger, he hasn't been playing that well either. So if the game, if that's the game plan going in and you need to adjust on the fly, the worst thing that could happen to this Bears team and obviously any other team in the NFL is that the Chargers score early and the opposite happens. You're the one that's down 14-3, to and then you're the one that has to start passing the ball down the field, and we have yet to see Tyson Bajan do that in a game. We saw him try to do it against the Vikings, and he ended up throwing an interception. So it could happen, but we haven't seen it yet, and he was very confident again today when he met the media that if the game plan dictates that he throws the ball down the field, that he's fully capable of doing it. The argument we were having about eight minutes ago before the show started, uh, during the commercial break, so there's a tweet that's out there from Robert Schmitz. He is the editor, editor-in-chief editor of the, the Bears blog. He has a video that's posted right now that has a side-by-side of three-step dropbacks, five-step dropbacks and seven-step dropbacks of both Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan. He's got a stopwatch on both. And so what the video is showing is that Tyson Bajan not only has a quicker release, but he's making quicker decisions in the pocket, almost a half second faster than what Justin Fields is doing on those type of dropbacks. And what we were discussing in the commercial break as we were talking about this video is what I notice is the one thing that jumps out from the start is clearly Tyson Bajan is making quicker decisions and his footwork is a lot quicker than Justin Fields' footwork and decision-making process in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the two side-by-side on the video, it's very obvious that Bajan just moves quicker. Okay. And and that's all that's all I pointed out to you in the commercial break is yes. like look at this video. I did look how much quicker mm-hmm. Bajan is at making the decisions, getting out of the pocket, ma- throwing the football, the whole thing. It just his feet are moving a lot quicker than Justin Fields. Yes. And what did I say to you? I don't know. You started to get very agitated and angry about it. I wasn't agitated or angry. I said, watch. You started yelling in here. Well, no, but Kevin watch. had to tell us, all right, guys, time for the show. But watch the Justin Fields side of it. And yes, it does. The offense comes together slower 
but Fields moves the ball down the field more effectively they're in bigger those plays. plays. They're bigger plays. They're bigger. They're more. Yes. They're chunkier plays. He's getting ten to twelve yards every single play on passes, not just screens, and not guys blocking well. Like he's throwing the ball down the field, which is. Bajent is moving faster and getting rid of the ball quicker, but it's smaller plays. And not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with either either way. They're both moving the ball down the field. It's just taking Bajent longer to get down the field because of the shorter passes. Yeah, but the plays themselves are yes. happening at a faster clip. Of course clip. they are. And then, yeah. like, that's where when you see the two side by side and you see the, the three and the five-step drop, Justin's footwork is methodical. It's slower it, it does not look as crisp and quick as Bajan's footwork. And, and all you have to do is look at the two side by side. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that makes Bajan the better quarterback or that he should be a starter going forward. I'm just saying when you look at the two videos, there is an obvious difference with the two side by side. Now, to your point, Abdal, the plays that Fields hits on these clips are chunkier plays. You're right. They're, they're gaining more yardage. Uh, you're, you're seeing fields even leave the pocket on some nice first down runs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it does look slower, but then when he leaves, no one can catch him yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, I don't know if that's something Justin Fields is sitting on the side for a couple of weeks because he's injured. If he's able to see how quickly Bajan's feet are moving and how the decisions are being made and whether or not he can implement that. That seems to be the issue that's holding back Justin Fields from being a great quarterback. It's the decision-making and it's the processing in the pocket. That seems to be it. He's got the arm. Yeah. He's, got, he's got the body to be an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. We've seen him run with his legs. He, he's got the moxie. He's a kid that works really hard. He wants it. He, he's a, a good leader, right? He's mm-hmm. supporting the team last week when he's n- not playing. It, it, like, he's got everything, except it seems like he's a bit slow at processing and the footwork in the pocket. If he can fix that then I think everyone will be uh, supportive and think that he can be the guy for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I still believe that Fields could have done everything that Bajent did on Sunday to beat the Raiders. Like, I still think the outcome would have been the same. The Bears would have won that game because the way that they were moving the football on the ground would lead you to believe that not anybody back there could have won that game, but either Fields or Bajent could have won that game and the Bears would have had a victory. But I think because you saw the ball come out faster and that was the game plan, like Bajan even said it after the game. The reason they didn't throw the ball down the field is because that was the game plan. The game plan was protect the football, don't turn it over, which he didn't do. And Fields didn't turn the ball over against the commanders. Like they, they, they both played clean games this season. I know Fields has had more games and more opportunities to not play clean games and it cost them a game against the Broncos that they were winning. But also, I don't think the Raiders are very good, and I would have picked them to the Bears to win regardless of who was at quarterback. And looking at some of these numbers here for the Chargers and for the Bears, the, the Bears defense the past three weeks, I'm definitely picking the Bears to at least cover the eight and a half. Like I don't think that that's a fair number. I think that the like I don't think the Chargers are as good as they usually are. Obviously, they don't have two, they only have two wins, right? Like, yeah. if they fall to two and six, this is, we were joking about it upstairs, this could be a pink slip on a pole matchup for the old uh, WWF fans out there. I know it's WWE now, but then they're doing pink slip on a pole. It's WWF. Pink slip on a pole where the loser leaves town, right? Like, this could be a situation where if the Chargers lose, Staley might not be a coach on Monday. 
Like that's what I don't think they're firing Eberflus, regardless of the outcome. But for the Chargers, they might be have the first head coach fired this year uh, because of losing. Like if you're an eight and a half point home favorite and the Bears come in and beat you, like nah, you might you might be walking home. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're talking Bears football. Dan in River North. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Dan? Hey guys, how we doing? We're good, man. Good. What do you think? Good. Hey, so uh, from a stat perspective, I was most taken taken back by the fact that they had Tyson had one sack for seven yard loss. I feel like whenever I'm watching fields, we're taking multiple sacks because he can't make up his mind. So I appreciate the fact that Tyson decisive with his decision making. And there were a couple of plays where Tyson was running across his body. And to your point, he got rid of the ball quickly so that he wasn't sacked. Um, I mean, across the board, I'm pretty optimistic that Tyson will fit in really nicely for the Bears while Justin's on the sidelines. And, dang, I'd love to see him um, continue to be our quarterback moving forward. I don't think Justin's our option moving forward. All right. Thanks for the call, Dan. Appreciate it. Ransom in the north side. You're on ESPN 1000. Ransom, what's up? How's it going, guys? I was just uh, listening over to you talking about that Twitter video, and it actually is a really good video to show how on, like, longer step drops, Justin does need a little work. But the fun thing is they actually on non-screens have basically the exact same time to throw, which is, like, a pretty interesting statistic. So I feel like on shorter drops, Justin might be more effective. And they're two different players, so comparing them is a little weird. You saw it on the video, though. Like, it, it's clearly quicker with Bajan. Yeah, on five and sevens, for sure. But I'm yeah. like, on five and sevens, for sure, he gets it out quick. And he's, his step back is quicker. It's much less deliberate. I mean, excuse me, uh, much less, like, I don't want to say throttled, paying attention to the drop back. Looks like Justin's uh, thinking a little more when he's doing the five and sevens which is a reason why I don't like using it a lot with him, but it does make a ton of sense to use it with the backup because kid's clearly killing it with it. I think I'd rather kind of go to like, we also, Minnesota didn't use the same game plan. We kind of went with this game plan, you know, the five and seven step drops that we weren't as effective as what we did in the two games before where he was going completely crazy. I would like to like, to your guys' opinion on that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. I think the outcome would have been the same with uh, against the Vikings, regardless of who was in there. Like the the, the way that, that Brian Flores, their defensive coordinator, calls a defense. Like we saw what they did to the 49ers, right? Like they confuse the hell out of quarterbacks, regardless whether they're masking coverage or bringing up guys you think are going to blitz, and then they drop back, and then they actually sometimes they bring up guys and they do blitz. Like the way that Brian Flores calls a defense is perfect, and I think that the outcome would have been exactly the same regardless of if Bajan would have been out there for the full game or not you know the, the problem with the Vikings game though is that Justin Fields from the first snap had a flawed execution of the offense mm-hmm. and the coaching staff said it last week you know they, they put it on the quarterback that first sack that he took where they had the screen play called for the wide receivers and he had to roll away from it and he just stood there and he took the sack like yeah. like that he was a part of the reason to why it didn't work against the Vikings from the jump, mm-hmm. where where Bajan, you know, wasn't put in that situation because the Bears had a lead and they kind of protected it. So I, I think that's why this weekend's interesting because we'll kind of see again whether or not this Bajan thing has some legs to it or if it was just 
one game against a bad team. You got up big and you didn't really have to press in the second half. 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears football. It's Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah, weeknight, 6th day, right here on ESPN 1000. We're talking Bears football with you. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Aaron in Lombard, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello? 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 Are you there? Hello? Aaron, you there? What's up? What's up? What's, what's up? up? Chris, what's up, Adam? Hello. Uh, Hello? Hi. Uh, I wanted to basically make a comment on... You know, Tom Thayer is a, is a very passionate guy. He, he loves the Bears. He played for them. Obviously, a Super Bowl winner, yes. just like Tom Waddle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what I get over is the fact that something – no, Justin Fields holding the ball while he's in the pocket led Tom Thayer to yell on the radio broadcast to just throw, throw it. it. I'm yeah. sure he, I'm, I'm sure yeah. he wanted to uh, drop a you know an expletive <laughs> right there. <laughs> And what I'm seeing from Bajan is he gets it out quick. Not only that, but what? Tyler Scott had a catch or two? Mercedes Lewis? Mar- Mercedes Lewis had, had two catches over, over Komet. And I, I know they were running a lot of, uh, what is it, like 12 personnel, 11 personnel, with, where they had like three different tight ends in there to sort of protect the line, protect the pocket and stuff. Uh so so yeah, I mean if if Beijing can get the ball out quick and, and run the offense a little bit better, I don't know. You see where I'm you see where I'm drifting with this? You want Beijing to start? Is that yeah. what you're suggesting? Yes. Hello, you know what? Aaron? Yeah, uh, what? Hello, hello. You still got me? Hello. Test, test. No, but uh, Check. yeah. Check. So Sibilance. like so take running quarterbacks you see throughout the league. Um, Justin Hurts isn't having Jalen. Justin Hurts, Jalen Hurts isn't having all that great of a season so far. Uh, teams have kind of figured him out. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's got a, a new offensive coordinator, new offensive game plan, and they're letting him actually air the ball the ball out a little bit more. Uh, who else in there? Josh Allen. Josh Allen isn't running as much as he used to over the past two years. So you need a quarterback who can sort of read defense, make those quick mm-hmm. throws. And if it's chunk plays, be it, you know, if he has a, a five, a dot, a, a, you know, a ten a dot or whatever, he doesn't necessarily need to throw the ball. He's on the field. He just needs to make those quick progressions and throw the ball to the open guy, which I don't think we saw Fields doing doing as much. And don't get me wrong, I love Fields. I drafted him in my fantasy league uh, last year, where he went off for that six seven game span where he was, you know, putting up 20, 25-plus points. But it's, 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 it's just not happening. Yeah, so, so yeah. Uh, All right, thanks, Aaron. Let's see what the West Virginia guy can do. 
All right. All right. Thank you. Yep. There he is. There's Aaron in Lombard. Keith in Orland Park. You're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Keith. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Not much. Not much. Hey, so I want to. I want. Okay, I got something crazy. I want to put Fields at running back and keep Badgers as the quarterback. Nope. Why? What do you mean why? He's a better runner. Who you did? What do you why mean not? why? Why not? What do you mean you why? You think Fields not? is a good quarterback? You think Fields? You think I, Fields is a good quarterback? He's not a running back. Well, I'm asking you if he's a good quarterback. He's a fine quarterback. He's a fine quarterback. Look, come on. What's Bajan? What's Bajan? So okay, what's Bajan? What's Bajan? What's Bajan? I think okay. I think Bajan is a real quarterback. I think I think Fields is an athlete playing quarterback. You've seen one game, and he looks better than Justin Fields did in all his games. That's not true. No, Fields no, looked Fields, awesome Fields, against the Commanders. Yeah, Fields looked great against the Commanders. But three quarters against the Broncos looked really team? good. The fourth worst team. Have you seen what the Raiders are? The Raiders are like the third worst team. Nah, probably the Bears. Well. Does, I mean, does that really matter? I'm talking about we've already done it. It does Justin matter because you brought you think, it up. Okay, you Keith, think Justin Fields got better than last up. year? You think Justin Fields got better than last year? I think Justin Fields is the quarterback of this football team when he's healthy. Okay. All right, so how about this? So and, you not, think, and not oh, the running so the back of this team games, when he's here, healthy. I Here, just how about this? Here, the first 32 games, Fields versus Trubisky. The only stat that, you, ah, that there Fields it is. is better. There it the is, only, Keith. There it is. The only, he's a Trubisky the guy. Yeah, he's a Trubisky guy. Trubisky guy. He's a Trubisky guy. Oh, Trubisky truther for you. There he is. Are you, Keith? I'm just saying. Hey, 32 games in. The how's, only stat he has more is doing this? How's yeah. Trubisky doing this year? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if that's, that's what's going to happen to Fields. Dude. How'd he do last he's, year? Then it may on the happen, but he's still, he's still he's better right now. Okay, he's better right now. Wait two years, he's going to be in the same thing as Trubisky. Why do you want to keep him? Keep well, him the two same years. Thing, dude? He's not going. To, he might not be the quarterback of this team next year. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Yet. I'm moving on. Thank you. Th- thanks, Keith. Thanks, man. Yep, yep. Give him the. There we go. Give him the music. Appreciate that. Uh, Wednesday running night. Back. I thought wide receiver was Here, wild. Here, places. Running back. Next thing they're going to want him to uh, to line up as uh, the punt returner. Tucker and Wonder Lake. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Tucker. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, you know, it's a night. <laughs> absolutely. So I want to get your guys' opinion on this thing. Uh, yeah. Bajan, absolutely rookie, great, awesome, first time out, obviously against a team that wasn't as good as they should be. Um, but his energy, in my opinion, and this is where I want to ask you guys, is similar to a quarterback that's in the NFL right now and has multiple MVPs, um, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you look at Patrick's what? swagger, what do you mean his energy? Like his aura? <laughs> what? Like his like bringing the fans in, getting the team pumped up, stuff like that. He had similar outing last week against the Raiders because they're winning. Uh, agreed, but let's see if we can bring that into the this week against the Chargers, right? So when Justin Fields is good, and if Tyson goes out there and throws lights out and they win. What do you guys do then? Like, do we have that conversation or is Justin number one and that's it? Justin's number like, one until he oh, comes back and doesn't play well. Call, and then you put in. Appreciate Bajan. it. I'd say, uh, yeah, Fields is the number one. Yeah. He will start when he's healthy. I think what could happen is if Bajan goes out and plays really well against the Chargers, mm-hmm. perhaps the amount of time that Fields plays if he's playing poorly. Yeah. Shrinks. Absolutely. 
And there's nothing wrong with that because now you know what you have, right? Yeah. Like if Bajan goes out and puts up 300 yards and three touchdowns or whatever it is against the Chargers and like he actually moves the ball down the field and isn't just throwing, you know, how many passes was it? 15 passes behind the line of scrimmage? 11 passes behind 11. the scrimmage? 11 passes behind the line of scrimmage. And then Fields comes back and then he plays poorly. Then you go, okay, now we have a decision to make. Now there's a discussion. But when Fields comes back, when he's healthy, whether it's against the Saints in a week or whether it's in uh, two weeks against uh, the Panthers, he comes back. It's still his team until he comes back and plays poorly. Do you have your Bears uh, bingo card for meatheads? Do you got that over there? I think in this one segment, well, the we running got back a, is a... We got a Justin Fields should play running back. Yeah. We got a... Uh, a Tyson Badger should do something. Wasn't that uh, one of the Tyson Badger? Badger. Badger should do something. And then we just got a comparison of Tyson Bajan mm-hmm. to Patrick Mahomes. The yeah. spaghetti guy? Well, they've got the same aura. Yeah, the same aura. Yeah, the crystals. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. The spaghetti guy? What are we doing? Yeah. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Listening to Black, 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 and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Black and Abdallah, talking Bears football with you here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah, we also have to. Preview the Bulls game. The Bulls are hosting the Thunder tonight to kick off the NBA season for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, aren't you excited? Am I going to get yelled at again when I say they won't make the playoffs this year? No, I mean, remember last year I got yelled at. Look at what Vegas is suggesting. 37-5 and five for their over-under. So 37 and a half. Yeah. That wouldn't make the playoffs. If, pl- if you're only winning 37 games or right around there, you're not making the play in. Mm, I don't know. I said it last year, and then after every win, I had little Red Sea Nation guys that were uh, tweeting me, see, they won. They won. Yeah, what'd they win? My, my only thought with, with the win? Bulls is like last year, uh, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, in minutes played last year, Zach was third, Vuce was fourth, DeRozan was 11th in the league yeah. in minutes played. They're the only team, they're, they're the team that had the most minutes from their top three players in the entire league. Mm-hmm. They kept everyone together. It's a group that only won 40 games last year. Yep. Last year, they were 500 until November the 9th when they fell to 6-7 and seven on the season, and they didn't make it back to 500 the rest of the year. So can the Bulls at least get to November the 9th Above 500. Is that possible? Can they give us at least one month? Because last year, they didn't even give us one month of above 500 basketball last season. Hmm. Same group. Same group. They didn't even give us one month. And it's good enough to bring the same group back. One month. November the 9th. I would say when that, they fell below. I think 500. That, I think that this uh, team will not be will be will look a little bit more like two years ago. Remember when they started out really hot? And then we were like, just wait till real teams start trying because that's how the NBA works. No one really, I mean, people well, it'd try. Be nice. like, it'd be nice if they're good for a minute. Yeah. Last year, they didn't even give us that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, think, they'll, I think they'll start out decent and then kind of falter towards the end. Not the, like the opposite. Last year was the opposite where they faltered early and then they went on a run late. And that's the whole reason they kept everybody together. 
Yeah, the Bulls host the Thunder tonight, 7 o'clock at the UC. Black and Abdal, we're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Don in Elk Grove Village, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Don? Hey, boys. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you say that Fields is the starter when he returns, are you saying that Poles and Iberflus and Getze and Kevin Warren now need an additional 10 games this season to assess if he's the franchise quarterback or if we're going to spend a number one, a number two, or a top five pick on our third franchise quarterback, air quotes, in the last, what, six years? I mean, if they don't know that he's not the deal right now after 25, 26, whatever, how many games he started – why wouldn't Bajan get the rest of the way? Well, I, I think it's because this is why. Would you make this same call a couple weeks back after the Commanders game? Well, we saw a couple spurts of him last year, right? Yeah, we did. So, and, mm-hmm. so we were looking for a consistent, yeah. sustainable performance from him reading different defenses. So, yes, I would have asked the same question, in my opinion. All right. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I, I think this. I think he's the starter, so you put him back out there. I'm not going to artificially let him finish out the season. I think they need to win games. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, if Fields gets back out there as the starter and struggles big time, I have no problem. If he proves to us he's not the guy and Bajan goes out and plays well against the Chargers, I have no problem having a conversation and saying, you know, the, the starter job is up for grabs now. And Tyson Bajan's been playing well in your absence. And now, now that you're back and you're not playing well, we're not going to just let you finish out the season because we need an answer. You're right. You're right on that, Don. I think they are starting to develop their answer already. I don't think they need the final 10 games to be proven it. Now, if Justin comes back and plays great football from here on out and the Bears somehow make a, a playoff berth or something like that, I think he has an opportunity to prove it. Like, hey, I really am the guy. I've got it. And and don't be worried about uh, the lackluster performance against the Vikings. I think that if he comes out and plays well for an extended period of time, they'll have a, a tougher decision to make. And also, if he does come out and play well for an extended period of time, then everybody that wants him traded will get their wish. Because if they draft a quarterback with the first overall pick, they're going to trade just, they're not going to keep them both because now, you know, you have Bajan who's a capable backup. You draft a quarterback that you hope to develop and turn into your franchise quarterback and fields is, you're not just going to cut him. Like he's too valuable for you to cut. So you hope that he plays well because then if you decide he's not the guy, but someone else thinks that, Hey, there's untapped potential there. Like you can't trade him before Tuesday's deadline. Mm -hmm. There's no value there. He's injured. His last few games, he didn't play well except for the Commanders games. There's no value. So everybody calling in the last few days and saying, trade him, trade him, trade him, you're not getting anything for him, so they're not going to trade him. You have to wait until he plays well, and at the end of the season, maybe you trade him before the draft or something like that, and then you, because you know you're going to pick where after the draft order is set, let's say, you know, if you have the Panthers pick and it's number one or number two, then you trade him. Like, it's still, until he comes back and plays poorly again, He's still going to be the starter. Thanks for the phone call, Don. We go to Jake in the Northern Burbs. What's up, Jake? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Uh, man. I suppose my question for you guys is, um, you know, we have two two quarterbacks that play at completely different strengths. 
Uh, you know, we have one electric playmaker, the other uh, just gets the ball out quickly, uh, honestly plays at, at field struggles. Um, I suppose my question for you guys is, uh, Sunday, Bajant comes out against the Chargers, respectful team, and let's say we get a win there. Um, at what, what point as fans are, you know, what does Justin Fields have to deliver to, to not have that controversy there? Is it, is it 252? Is it 250 yards, two touchdowns a game? Is it, is it wins? It's wins. Uh, you know, what I think it's it? wins. And, it's wins, I think Jake. it's wins. Because you're, if, let's say he comes back against the Saints, they're a top 10 defense. Like the Saints are a very good defense. And so he could come out, and if you hope that he struggles because you're really like Bajan and you want him out there, you might get your wish because the Saints are a top-10 defense. Now, the next game after that, the Panthers are garbage. So, I mean, he might if he waits and comes back and he's not fully healed yet and comes back against the Panthers, he may put up 300 yards and three touchdowns again. And that may be, you know, an easier way to bring him back from injury than it will be against the Saints, who generate a lot of pressure, who get after the quarterback. That might be better for him. We'll see how it goes. But if you're hoping for Bajan, you might get your wish because the Saints I, might kill I'm him. I'm not hoping. I'm not hoping. Now, now, one thing. Do you think this is going to affect, you know, Bajan's success? Let's say, let's say he wins his success here. Do you think that's going to affect uh, fields in the future, or do you think this is going to be a you know a little a slap on the butt to get him going? I'm hoping that he watches from the sidelines and says, "Oh, thanks for the call, Jake." That's what it's supposed to look like, and that he's watching the film. And when they're go th- when they're in the quarterback room and they're going through the game tape, and he's seeing Bajan get the ball out quicker, maybe it it clicks for him, and then he goes out there and gets the ball out faster, and then maybe this is a good thing. This in disguise. This injury was a good thing in disguise because he learns more by watching for a couple games and then comes back out for the remaining, you know, nine, eight games, whatever's left, and plays well. Ted and Berwin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ted? Um, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, just three real quick points. The game is changing. Dual threat, dual threat quarterbacks are now a premium. You look all over the college landscape and you take a look at the NFL now, that's what quarterbacks, some or most of them, are doing. They're able to throw very well and they're able to run. And there's nothing wrong with that. The old guard, whatever the old guard is, (laughs) those individuals who have been watching football and and seen, seen football their way, they're comfortable with what they've been seeing since the inception of the NFL in 1920. And they want Justin Fields to stand back there like a robot and be what it is that they've been seeing their entire lives. When we have an opportunity to see something that we as Chicago fans have never seen in our entire lives, which is someone who has this natural gift and also has the ability to throw the ball very, very, very well. I do not want Eric Snow or Kirk Heinrich leading my team. I want a healthy Derrick Rose. I want an Allen Iverson who took Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant almost to the brink of losing, leading my team. And those are my thoughts. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for the phone call. 312-332-3776 is Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're talking Bears football. Tyson Bajan expected to start this weekend against the Chargers. 
Justin Fields is week to week, did not practice today. It's uh, up to the grip strength. If he can uh, grip a football in the next couple of weeks, he'll be back out there for the Chicago Bears. But in the meantime, Tyson Bajan is your starter. Coming up next, we'll take more of your calls on the Bears. And also, we have a song of the night. One of Abdallah's favorites, by the way. He said to me in the break, he goes, this might be one of my most favorite songs Mm -hmm. of the night that we've selected. That's coming up next. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. We have a great song of the night coming up in just a moment. Continue with some Bears calls here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-37. So, well, I mean, that's what happens, my man. We're the only place to talk Bears football here in the city of Chicago. Josh in Griffith, Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000. I mean, why would people listen to the Bulls? No one's excited for it anyway. What's up, Josh? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, uh, hypothetical for you. I can't seem to get an answer for, so I'd like Mm -hmm. to see if you guys can help me out with this. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Let's say Tyson Bajan comes out against the Chargers, and I believe he's going to have a good game. I think they're going to open it up for him a little bit, let him him loose a little. They're not going to let a guy loose in his first game. So they let him loose. He throws for 220, 230, a couple touchdowns. Fields would be crazy to come back against the Saints as a top-10 defense. I think think it's crazy to think that. So now you got Tyson Bajan coming out again against the Saints. Does the same thing. If I'm not mistaken, you got Carolina the following week. What if Fields comes out and has a clunker of a game against Carolina after watching Bajan dominate the last two, especially against a, a top ten defense? What does Justin have to do for for Bajan to be put in, for him to be benched? I, I don't want that. I'm not saying I want that. I'm a Bears fan, but I mean a clunker of a game against Carolina, that's gotta be the final nail in the coffin, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got to come yeah, out probably. and play and play pretty poorly, you know? Like, he's got to have costly turnovers like he did against the uh, the Broncos. He's got to, you know, take sacks that could be when the ball should be thrown away. He's got to play like he played in the first few games of the season. I think, I think the decision will be a lot easier for the Bears if Fields comes out and plays poorly. Like, there is no quarterback controversy right now. There's none. No. There isn't one. When Agreed. Fields is healthy, he's going to start. Now there could he, be one this season, though. Yes, there if, could be. If he plays poorly, yeah. then we have a quarterback controversy. You know, like I don't like Beijing could go out there and throw for three hundred yards and three touchdowns. When Fields is healthy, he's coming back. Yeah, but that that would be awesome. Thanks for the call, Josh. It would be it, awesome. It would be awesome, but it would also be it would be nice to know that you have options. Yes, absolutely. Like no it was awesome is- when Justin Fields did it, but it'd be nice to know that like at least we have a capable backup at yeah. the very least. In this whole conversation. Well, and I think it's still good for this team if you have competent play, right? Like the defense, I know they haven't played the best quarterbacks. They haven't played the best offenses the last three weeks. But they're they're the number one rushing defense in the league the last three weeks. They're a top three in yards per completion on passing. They're top ten in yards per attempt in passing. Like they're playing like a top ten defense right now. Albeit against pretty mediocre competition, but still, it, it what if this team plays well, you're no longer in a tank. 
Like, this is, there's guys on this team, I'll keep saying it, there's guys on this team that are supposed to be around for a while, and they got to play well. Blocking Abdallah, around 6.50 each night, we like to bring to you the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Blocking Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song! Stand up! Stand up! Ludicrous. Stand up! Stand up. 2003. When I move, you move. Just like that. 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 Hell yeah, hey, DJ, bring that back. How you ain't gonna cut? Girl, I'm me. I'm the cat. Reason you in VIP. CEO. You don't have to CID. I'm young, wild, and like G.I. Lee, blah, we ain't got nothing to worry about, whoop, let security carry them out, watch out for the medallion, my diamonds are reckless, feels like a midget is hanging from my necklace, I pulled up with a million trucks, looking, smelling, feeling like a million bucks, I passed the bottles, the heat is on, we in the huddle all in that cheech and chong, what's wrong, the club and the moon is full, and I'm looking for a thick young lady to pull, one short shot way to get him out of them pants, take note to the brand new like this. When I move, you move. And Chris, why are we listening to Ludacris's Stand Up from the year 2003, 20 years ago? This album, Chicken and Beer, hit number one on this date, October the 25th, 2003. Hit number one. It was also uh, due to this song, Stand Up. It was the number one hit song off of this album, but Chicken and Beer went number one on this day back in 2003. There are very few things in hip-hop that are better than early 2000s Ludacris. Like, er, late 90s, 99 through 2005, 2006, like, Ludacris was at the top of the game. Like, his albums were on point. I saw him on this tour at the Metro. The show was awesome. Like, before he became Fast and Furious Ludacris, like, this was it. It was fun. It was, like, hip-hop you, like, wanted to be a part of. Like, this, like, the video for this song was great. His videos were funny. His raps were funny. Like, everything about Ludacris at this time was awesome. Why does he choose not to be from Chicago? Didn't he go to OPRF? I believe he did, yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't like his whole persona is from Atlanta. Yeah, he claims Atlanta. And this is from the South. He's from here. Quote, Dirty South song to go number one. To go number one. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why I was asking. I wonder. I was wondering if you knew the origin behind. He was born in Champagne, is what it says. But why he doesn't claim Chicago instead of Atlanta? <laughs> Marketing reasons? Is that why? I don't have a. I don't have a. Don't have an answer for you. Right? I don't have an answer for you. I do know that uh, I do love Ludacris, though. It's a great song. I, I do love Ludacris. I love. All, I mean, before it's like I'm trying to think of. There's a song that I can't think of the name where I was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I was like, all right, Ludacris might have lost a step or two. Well, he, he, he had some bangers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This whole album's great. Luda, stand up. It's your song of the night with Black Hamp Doll.
Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll be back in two minutes. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 